the Market Savvy podcast. My name is Megan Walker, your host and Director of Market Savvy. Today, I'm joined by Richard Woodward, who I have had the pleasure of knowing for over 10 years. Richard is a business development strategist, trainer, author, and presenter. I encourage you to have a look at his website, which is richardwoodward.com.au. Sign up for his newsletter, have a look at his tips and his book. So without further ado, welcome, Richard. Thank you very much, Megan. My pleasure. So we're going to start off by having a conversation about business development. And this is designed for people who might be approaching business development activities um, in their role or in their own business for maybe the first time. So we just want to have a bit of a chat about um, what they can expect and, and what it involves. So Richard, to start us off, how do you, as a business development expert, how do you define business development? Well, I think that's a great question. And for me, it's very much about taking a strategic approach to developing new business and growth opportunities. Uh, it's not something that you can react to. It's something that very much you're in control of and you can plan. But I think it really covers three crucial areas. Um, it's a lot more than just sales. It, I see it as, as marketing, kind of sales and customer service, all three go together. So if you think it right at the beginning, marketing, what we're talking about there is having real clarity around you know, who you want to do business with, you know, who is that ideal client? Who do you want to spend your valuable time, uh, energy, marketing budget in attracting and then working with, and then to get you know, satisfaction from? Um, but it's also then, you know, having identified who you want to, to work with, it's very much then being able to engage those people. And this is where you come into kind of the sales aspect. You know, how do you approach those people? Where do you find them? How do you approach them? Um, what marketing activities are you going to do? What, um, you know, meetings are you going to have? Are you, what skills do you have to engage those people? It's the classic selling of building rapport, uncovering needs, exploring solutions, all, all that kind of stuff, which you kind of have to have. Um, you know, in order to be successful. But I think the third part, which is more and more overlooked, is, is the whole kind of retention and servicing. So once you've got, you know, your ideal partners and, and clients on board, and once you've, you know, attracted them through whatever mechanism, you've got to make sure they keep coming back time and time again. And I think that kind of servicing and retention focus on client uh, development is so important. So I guess what I'm saying is business development, it's, it's a lot more than just a single uh, sales exercise. It's a lot more than a single marketing exercise. It's really about a planned approach, thinking through who do you want to do business with? That's the kind of real kind of key marketing questions. Who do you want to spend your time with? Who are your ideal clients? What are some of the ways you're going to engage those people through um, you know, sales techniques, marketing techniques? But then once they've got them on board, a lot of focus on uh, retention, uh, upgrading, upselling um, to get those people coming back you know, year after year uh, and doing the work you want to do with the people you want to work with year after year to get a thriving, a thriving business. Fantastic. Thanks, Richard. I appreciate that holistic view of business development because I, I think possibly some of the people listening might think of it as just the sale, as the transaction, as the, you know, when the money's hitting the till, so to speak. Um, but like you've said, it's just so much, encompasses so much more. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the key point. It's, as I said, it's something that you're in control of because you can control your plan, you can, you know, you're the architect of your own business and your future and its success. And I think the, the people who are successful have really thought through some of those fundamental questions, you know, that those marketing issues, it's a classic question, you know, who do you want to do business with? Who, do you, who are your ideal clients? Uh, something I think about all the time and refine all the time. And um, if you've got clarity around who they are, then you can focus your resources in that area. And what you focus on, you attract, what you do, you get referred. 
Um, so those questions are fundamental, but so too are the execution of those things in terms of, you know, it's already well knowing who your ideal client is, but, you know, have you got the skills and techniques to actually engage those people? As I said, you know, the retention and servicing kind of rounds out that whole process to make sure you get those people you want to do business with keep coming back year after year after year. Fantastic. Well, the people who I know I want to work with are definitely the ones in health. They're the ones who I get out of bed for every day. Um, and so that's uh, obviously a lot of those people are listening. So for people working in health, though, um, mm-hmm. business development thinking and skills may not be uh, their kind of, I suppose, primary exposure in yep. either their tertiary training and in their role. But a lot of people are feeling now that they need to have those skills, especially with the onset we've had, you know, aged care reform, we've got NDIS, we've got a lot more competitors in the market. And the notion of marketing and business development has really come to the fore for a lot of health professionals. So what would you say for people who are working in health who who might not have had previous experience with business development, how can they incorporate some ethical um, and kind of natural practices into their daily work? The interesting thing about your question is where you've said, you know, daily work, because the, one of the keys about business development, it is something you do every day, even in a little way. It is not something you only do on Tuesday afternoons. It's not something you only do in April. You know, it's one of the key things that I think about in my own business development. The thing I ingrain in my clients is that business development, a little bit of business development every day goes a long way. And it should be part of what you do every day, not something that kind of sits out and feels kind of uncomfortable. Um, so, you know, just let me, let me just give you a couple, couple of examples of, you know, really good um, business development activities, which um, if you did, would give you a good chance of um, not just engaging new prospects, but also uh, retaining existing ones. I mean, just a simple thing such as um, once a week, allocating time in your diary to potentially phone up existing clients just to check in as to whether, you know, how it went for them. How is it going for them? What's working for them? What's not working for them? I mean, we're kind of going into customer service there. But as a, as a consumer, that never happens to me. I mean, I, I was only reflecting the other day uh, how I used to be a member of a number of industry associations and now I'm not. And one of the reasons I'm not is because never, ever, ever did anyone in those industry associations ever call me up to check in on whether I had, was getting any value from their services. So, you know, just an after sales call, you know, it was great that you came in, uh, how are things going? That, you know, as a consumer would feel pretty damn good. But what that really does, it generally speaking, opens up new opportunities because that's what you're always looking for is a, is a chance to speak to your clients and potential clients and your prospects, not sell to them, just have a chance to speak to them. So one thing is always, you know, put time in your diary just to phone up existing clients, you know, someone that you maybe did a you know, session with a year ago you haven't heard from, you know, give them a call, check in, see how they're going. Don't sell to them, just check in and see how they're going. Link to that, um, you know, provide information which adds value. So a bit like kind of newsletters like I do, I send them out, you know, every month. You're not selling, you're adding value, but generally speaking, something comes from it. So it's kind of coming up with some information, some advice that on a regular basis you can send out to, whether it's through social media or an EDM or in a physical copy, that just puts you in touch with the people you're doing business with, your clients and potential prospects, and feels, again, you're not selling to them, you're just adding value to them. I think that's the key thing with business development. No one wants to feel sold to. 
But what you're looking for always is a reason to have a conversation, whether that's an actual conversation on the phone or whether it's a kind of a, you know, a conversation through a kind of communication like social media. And you're just looking for those opportunities. And you've always got to remember that people aren't thinking about you. So you've got to come up with some idea of, of putting yourself in front of the people that you want to do business with. And the key to all this is really having a plan. So what I like to have myself and with all my clients is I want to know what is your BD activity plan? So, you know, what are you actually going to do day by day, week by week, month by month, which are agreed activities, which if you do them, will give you a chance of getting you in front of the people you want to do business with, reminding your existing clients that you, you exist, reminding existing clients that you've got some things coming up that might be of interest, some articles going up. But the whole thing is stay in touch don't try and sell, just stay in touch, add value, and remind people of the great work that you do. Fantastic, Richard. You've brought up about 10 things I want to dive in on. Dive in. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do all of that. I mean, oh gosh, one of the things I'm, I'm thinking is, uh, and I'll just make this as a point, and then I want to ask you a question oh. is, I think, you know, it, it's... Um, it's all, it sometimes has a little bit of discomfort to it, thinking, oh, I don't want to ring someone because I don't want to bother them. So mm. instead, what we've conveniently done, and I'm mm. um, maybe generalizing here a little bit, is we, we're starting to hide behind our Facebook, we're hiding behind our website, we're hiding behind our LinkedIn profile, and all these other things that promised us that they would mechanize our marketing, mm. which don't replace the richness of one-to-one relationships absolutely coming out from behind some of those screens Mm. and it's not hassling people is it when you ring up and you add value and and you make a human contact it's actually so refreshing provided that you don't ring with your hand out is just to reinforce what you're saying well absolutely i mean i think you know i always reflect on everything as as a consumer how would i react to something and if if i'd had an experience with and whether this was a you know let's just think a a real estate agent a a dentist a doctor a physio if they phoned me up after i'd had some interaction with them and just said look how are you going i would think that would be absolutely wonderful and would really Mm -hmm. differentiate them from all the other people just kind of contact you to sell so with existing clients just give them a call how are things going just wanted to check in when i do that that invariably leads to more work you know and people, I think it's, you know, it's good customer service. But also, um, if people, you haven't had a relationship with them, you know, it, it's about doing things which might spark their, you know, capture their interest, spark their attention. And so things such as, you know, providing information, inviting them to an information night, that's always a classic one, you know. Uh, demonstrate your expertise. Don't tell people how good you are. Demonstrate them. Give them a sample, a taster, you know. Um, inv- put on a kind of a, a free evening, a free workshop, a how-to. Invite people. You know, that's a way of getting face to face with them. And if you're good, you know, a, a good comedian doesn't tell, need to tell people that they will make people funny. All they have to do is stand there and tell jokes and it'll be quite evident whether they're, you know, they're funny or not. And it's the same thing. If you genuinely believe that you're good at what you do, just let people experience it. Give them a taste or invite them to something back yourself. And if you're good, they will come to you. If you invite them to something and they're not, it's not good, then you've got a problem with your offering, which will be interesting in itself. But you know, if you believe you've got something, give it to people and they will come back in spades and the right people will come to you, the people who like your style. That's the whole concept of attraction marketing. You know, demonstrate your expertise and people will come to you. Don't sell, demonstrate. Fantastic. I know you and I have done this for a long time and it's something that has not changed. You know, 24 and a half years ago when I started in marketing, 
it was the small group niche events where people can have that taste test, you know, get relationship started, identify the trust, liking. It's a, we're all still in people businesses. That has not changed. Well, I mean, a good example, I mean, let, let's say someone's a physio. I mean, I go to a physio. He's a great guy. But let's say, you, you know, a new physio on the block. You know, how do you cut through? I mean, it is about that kind of social media and coming up with a kind of top 10 tips to, for prevention and cure and all this kind of stuff, you know, and videos and, you know, talking to camera and YouTube and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, why don't you just invite people to, um, you know, kind of an information evening? Mm. Um, why not? And another one is, you know, go to the people you've already done great work with and say, you know, come along, but bring a friend, you know, that kind of thing. Having a drink, come along, bring a friend, and we're doing an hour to talk about prevention of, you know, back pain or something or whatever it is, which is why I've got. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it, it's, it's about backing yourself. You know, people aren't thinking about you. We, you know, mm. we're thinking about ourselves. No one else is thinking about ourselves. And what we want is the go-to people. So when we do need a physio, oh, I'll go to that physio because I had a great information evening with him. Now, I had, um, when I need a speech therapist, I'll go to that speech therapist because I remember they invited me to this event. It was great. It was a really informative talk. That's the kind of thing. You know, do the stuff you enjoy. Talk about the stuff you enjoy and just get people to experience it. Don't sell. Just demonstrate. That is the key. Such great insights. And Richard, to wrap Effective us up. Business to development. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And to wrap us up today, our last question, sending us forward with our, with our newfound confidence in business development, what would you say to people who are new to this arena to help them mentally prepare for the task and, and go forth with confidence? The view I have, and I recommend this for everyone, treat every client as if they were your only client. You know, if I said to you, you only have that one client, what would you do? You go out of your way to make sure they had a great experience. Treat every inquiry as it's your only inquiry. Do all you can to transfer that person from a prospect into a client. This is what I do in my business. And what it builds is lifetime value. And this is what we're all after in, the, in these kind of businesses, my business, your business, and the people listening to this. What you want, the lifetime value, the, the great business, is the ones where your great clients stay with you forever. You know, mm. I'm now thinking about the amount of money I've spent with my physio over the years. It's a lot <laughs> of money. It's a lot of money, but I could have spent it with his competitor. Yeah. I'm now thinking about how much money I spend at my local cafe every day and multiply that by 52 weeks. I could have spent it at another cafe. It's all about treating everyone you deal with as though they're the only client and their only prospect and give them that level of service. And then they will stay with you. And it's the lifetime value. So the key, you know, thing I think about every day, is sell once, retain forever. If you have that as a mantra, then that is really a positive way of building a very successful, lucrative, and most importantly, enjoyable business. Great words of wisdom there, Richard. You're an absolute consummate professional. And, and as we mentioned at the start, if you'd like to follow Richard's newsletter, have a look at richardwoodwood.com.au. Richard, thanks so much again for your time. Really appreciate your generous insights and and those practical tips as well that you've given us today. So thanks again. Absolute pleasure. And thank you very much. Mm -hmm.